<laughs> nope, that's loud. I like it. Well, your eardrums out. It's too loud. Get some. We'll find out. We'll tell us. What up, everybody? It's the Fantasy Football Breakdown Podcast. I'm too drink. I got swag to you. I didn't even tell you what episode it was because I kind of forgot, but it's 140. That sounds like a landmark episode, almost. We're getting there. So like we brought one. All right. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that, but sure. What you said. Uh, we had to bring Mad Men on, though, because I felt like it'd been a whole episode without him. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> what up, dude? Like, I, Pretty good, I, man. Saw you you? In, I saw you in person, and now I'm hearing you in my ears. I love it. It's <laughs> great. It's forever changed. He wants to come down and move. Different. Nice. I know. He wants to come down here and move here. I mean, that's how cool I am. Like, yeah. But people, so people, people from Ohio guy. say that about everywhere they go, so don't feel super oh, special. Oh, <laughs> fired on Ohio. Every time we vacation down there, and this is the fourth, uh, maybe the fifth year in a row, we usually go to the Gulf Coast, but no lie, we start looking at real estate down there and talking, and my wife every year has gotten more and more serious about it. And then once she met two drinks, she's like, hell yeah, we're moving down here. <laughs> Built-in nice. friends. Exactly. <laughs> Got a babysitter. Dude, when we hung out, um, I was thinking, <laughs> I, I should just get together with this guy and have a few beers. And I felt bad because I didn't want to blow my family off on vacation. But it turns out it, it was great meeting his family and all, but I wasn't feeling well. Something I ate, which is ridiculous. So I, that happened. And then it was colder right. than normal. So that happened. And we're sitting outside. I'm having a glass of wine and a full of su- a cup of soup. For dinner. <laughs> like, this is this is ridiculous. This is totally ruining my mojo right now. There was no flounder BLT, that's for sure. What was colder than normal? Like 60, 65 huh. with some wind. <laughs> I mean, that's not what you want when you come down for the beach, though. Water, no, water, yeah. water temperature is so cold right now. Like yeah, the water temperature yeah. is like 58, 60 degrees right now. Like that's too much for the ocean. We didn't want to go in the ocean. I mean, we did. We, we didn't expect to go in the ocean. We knew it was going to be chilly, and we, but we did want to, you know, go to the beach. And there were, we had a couple of good days that we were able to do that. But then at the end of the week, there Wednesday, Thursday, our last two days, it just got chilly. And Wednesday was brutal. We went to the historic yeah. um, area, and it was, the wind was brutal. I had a fleece on and a, you know, a windbreaker and and, a, and the hood up, and I was still cold. I'm like, where the hell am I? Florida, Florida in March. Hashtag yeah. global warming. <laughs> But we missed you, Swags. I actually asked to drink as soon as you showed up. I was like, hey, man, wait, where's Swags? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We were hoping you were going <laughs> to I miss me lately, too, corner. to be honest with you. So <laughs> right. we're all together on that. Nice. Yeah, your schedule's got you all jacked up. I need some normal Swags uh, back in my life. I, like, literally just woke up, world, and these fuckers are <laughs> reds to go. <laughs> wait so. on you to wake up for, like, six hours. Uh, How dare you get some sleep? I know. Yeah, really. I'm selfish of you. But... <sighs> So we did return to the mic last week. That was fun. We, because it had been a little while, me and Swags did not get through many questions. And I felt like there's some decent ones in here I'd like to get to. Now we got Madman, so let's let's jump into this if you guys are right, so done I think last about week we got through like four, four questions of however four. many well, you have. So we're going to shoot for two or three. Two, two, correct. To be fair, like George's at BFTG uh, pod was like, what, like six questions in one, you big jerk? Like, got a little greedy. But we did get some. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump into this. It's a keeper question, and you get three of these. Which hold the best value? Because you get to keep them at their round. Chubb is the last round, which seems like a bucket. Connor in the last round. Geist in the last. Good Lord. Geist in the last round. 
Sony in the eighth, Mahomes in the tenth. It doesn't say uh, Superflex. So I'm going to assume one quarterback there. You get to keep three. Sony in the eighth. Uh, as much as I love that, Chubb, Connor, and Geis in the last rounds are your and last three rounds. You, you get to keep three. Oh, yeah. I guess and you only so. gave me four running backs in a quarterback. Like, I'd like That's to see great. a wide receiver in there to be a balance, but like, does that, you guys so are keeping free running backs, for, right? For me personally, I mean, that four round difference between Sony and Connor, Sony's worth it. I, I would go Sony, Chubb, and, and Geis. Geis. And throw so let's, Connor yeah, let's, back into the draft and let that person in the draft will be a little bit disappointed next I like year that. when they don't have I like a great that. keeper. I, I, I'd take Chubb ahead of Sony, but I like what you said. Probably was. Yeah. And yeah, one quarterback, you know, need to really sweat that position. Even um, in Mahomes, who will probably go, yeah. even in one quarterback league, will probably go in, what, the second round? Third round? Yeah. Like, he'll be definitely the first one, duh, but. Yep. Get second round, Aaron yeah. Rodgers in a one quarterback league or something like that, though. I just. I mean, usually you can only start two running backs, so I, I guess you just you're Flex filling out your two one. running backs and flex, and and you're drafting wide receivers early. Am I, am I gonna get you to drive wide receivers early then, Flex? You just um, did that everywhere. Your first pick I mean, is still running back. I guess, I guess it completely depends on what sure. players the other teams are keeping. I mean, we're gonna have is this ten or twelve leagues, so we're gonna have thirty to thirty six players out of the draft right away, and it doesn't sound like too many people either. Either all the teams were way better than yours last year, and you had room to grab those uh, guys that weren't useful at the time, like your 12th round picks, air quotes, or <laughs> you were the only savvy owner in the league and were able to acquire those people while other people completely neglected it. So I don't know how the other teams are sitting, but I don't know, man. I'll take a wide receiver, but I'm guessing like Nux probably being capped, Odell Beckham Jr. is probably being capped. So right. I mean, by the time it gets to me, we're talking. I bet you more, you know what I mean? Like Amari Cooper's and no, I gotcha. it depends on who's there, I guess, man. But yeah, I'll take running backs all day. First six rounds. We all know that. First six so rounds crazy. are made for running backs in one quarterback leagues. Gross. But, and Madman, you agreed. You agreed with him, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I like his approach. <laughs> I, I, I'm not the same. Uh, I'm not the same with running backs. Yeah, he's not the running back guy, but. I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely all about the wide receivers. Uh, they have you know, longer shelf life. Um, you can usually rely on them to have a, a bit longer career. So the wide receiver one's probably going to remain that way longer than your running back one's going to stay at that spot. Uh, it's not always the case, but they just they get worn out, and I just don't trust them. And every year it seems like you have a, a really different top tier of guys. So I'm not as into that as like swags with the you know six rounds with the backs. You can crush people if you draft the right backs and do it that way. And Dynasty, I like to have more of a, a balance, and you guys know I go after tight end, wide receiver, quarterback, and running backs last for me. I like to have plug and play guys. I say that all the time. You know, at tight end, I've got at least one guy at quarterback. You know, I've got those guys at wide receiver. I have a, a mul- you know, I have one running back, and I have a multitude of wide receivers. So every week I'm set at wide receiver, and I just rely on maybe that one back that I was able to get, and then I just have guys generally. I don't, I just don't stock up on trying to get those. Bell cow backs. I just feel like it's not my my strategy that works. Yeah. <clears throat> I like the way you said it though, because I mean that that's exactly what it is. Like it's my strategy, and I make it work for me. You know, I've learned to build my teams that way. Like you guys have learned to build yours with wide receivers right, right. and make them work. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's not that in there. I didn't even know if you heard me. <laughs> There's so many little things in it though. No, like I mean, sure. for me, like I mean, it's that it's that time of dynasty. <sighs> 
I don't want to say dynasty life, but it's that time of like dynasty life when you can go by Corey Davis a little lower. People are still not quite on board on Mike Williams. Like those are the guys like I can go get right now and acquire for relatively cheap and I'm happy to build my team with like wide receiver twos that hopefully hit as wide receiver ones like while you guys are scrambling on running backs. You know, you guys are DMing me asking me for like, dude, why'd you just take Geis? Like, can you know what I mean? Maybe we can work something out. You need a wide receiver, but I see like five on the board that you guys probably aren't going to draft because now you're skipping to running backs because you're so fucked with why the hell I kept drafting running backs. There's nobody there anymore. So I mean, now you're going to hope Rashad matter, Penny so. and Chris Carson hit. I get that. I'm comfortable doing that. I can do that. Um, I think you have to be yeah. adaptable approaching these drafts because, you know, you have people out there, oh, I'm zero running back. I'm late round quarterback. I'm this, I'm that. That's all well and good. If everybody's theory, playing, yeah, playing their right, hand right. along with you, right? Yeah, there are definitely like, and you know, honestly, like, and, and every draft gets two drink is kind yeah. of drafted with me uh, enough to sort of see this, like, but not really. But I am like a very tier based guy. Like, there is that threshold where sure. why is this wide receiver in the second round? Like, I have to take him here. Like, why is Mahomes in this round? Like, or certain quarterbacks in a two quarterback league, it totally changes or something like that. But I am very tier based. Like, there are guys that fall i'm not gonna just like stick to six running backs is my strategy but i am okay with that it, it seems more evident playing best ball or maybe we're just playing a lot more best balls lately you know yeah. I mean? but i can, can kind of see where you you make that choice or whatever and it's when just like, fun damn and it best balls have gotten a ton because <laughs> we end up in a lot of the same groups in those best ball leagues and everybody knows Correct. my strategy so i think that people go earlier than they want to in best ball leagues when they're with me just yep. because they know I'm I'm not going to hold back. I, I've picked, I, I feel like I end up next to you, like almost every best ball we do. So in a few, I've done it just around you to just be like, screw it. I'm going six running backs too. Let's do this. Yeah. Like just, just cause it was a dollar and it's fun to mess with you. And, and I mean, if I'm around <laughs> somebody, it's also cool to, you know, take the things that fall to you. Yeah. It'd be crazy to pass up some of the players to stick to your guns sure. and stuff. I mean, exactly. especially in best ball, you know, dynasty leagues play it how you want, but you, there is crazy value at wide receiver. And I'm, yeah, I don't want to sound cocky, but I feel comfortable enough grabbing guys later, like Swags was saying, that are going to pan out and do well. So because I I follow wide receivers so much, so you know I'm not going to pass up a running back a gift, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth, so to speak. If there's something there like that, I'm going for it. And I mean, best ball is such a different beast. When I mean, sure, for me going into best ball, my strategy is different than anything else we've done or learned up until we started playing best ball, like. For me, man, to drink, trying to think of when we kind of started getting into those, probably like three, four years. Yeah. Um, but for me, like the strategy way, yeah. is kind of like I want, I want high floor first, which to me is running backs. After yeah. that, I want ceiling, which is wide receivers all day. Like you, they all have bad games, but they all like nobody can have a great game today. And I'm totally happy, like if that nobody player, like all of a sudden, like uh, I don't know, like. Deshaun Jackson a few years ago, you get him relatively cheap. Like he has a low, low floor, but he has that ceiling that if he has his big game, like he's your wide receiver one. I'm fine with that, man. Like he has those weeks. There's no doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, you get five to seven wide receivers late and they all have a high ceiling. In my opinion, all they need is the big game. I don't care which one of you has or doesn't have it as long as two or four of you do, you know? So, and then if that's on 
Nux bye week or the week that, you know, and I know the likelihood of those top wide receivers is that they're going to have more games than not, but they're all, they all lay us a couple duds, you know. But, man, a few weeks ago, you could get Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. really cheap. Yeah, I remember what I was saying about him, sell, sell him, and I was serious. I was like, sell this guy. Yep. Um, I, I don't. He's one of the guys that you can get a lot for. Sell him, and, and now that's even more true. But now, now I'm not going to sell him, right? Um, I mean, you you could definitely get more than you could before the trade, but yeah. now you want him on your team. Yep. And um, next best ball you guys do, let me know. I'd like to get in on one of those. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we do a bunch on draft, like just because it's easy, real quick. Yep. Do it. Um. All right. So that was uh. What did we do? Thirteen minutes, and we got through fourteen minutes. We got one question. We're keeping we're keeping on brand here, so it's perfect. Nice. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> that was a keeper question, and I I'm gonna do one more since it's it's here. I'm gonna skip a couple and come back to it. But since since we we feel like I talked about that at least five minutes ago, it wasn't that long ago. We get to keep one in a standard or or no PPR. That's weird. But superflex. That's an interesting. I haven't seen that combination. No PPR, but Superflex only get to keep one at the round they take. And Chubb in the 10th. Uh, Michael Thomas in the 4th. And Mahomes in the 3rd. Wow. Michael That's Thomas a lot of is great options there. That. In the 4th, too. Yeah. I yeah. wish I knew where I picked. Since I, I don't have a first round to give it back, I wish I knew where I picked in the first round. I don't know if you know that already by where you finished last year or how that part goes. This was but, a trade? No, it's a it's a keeper, but you only get one. Oh, uh, gotcha. Chubb in the tenth, Mahomes in the third, Michael Thomas in the fourth, non PPR Superflex. Huh. I feel like if I man, that is yeah. Oh I feel like if I if Why I the hell did Michael top. Thomas get drafted in the fourth round after Mahomes? Oh, he's probably a keeper from previous from, year or something. Yeah, I'm right. That would be my guess too, just where you're holding on to it. It doesn't then, say any of that. And then what what naturally Chubb happens is not is a factor to me. those Sorry. people out of the out of the draft that we talked about and then Somebody like Mahomes rose up, you know, even before he had hit like he did this year. So he rose up to the third round because they had a depleted draft, right? I well, mean, that's kind right, of what we're seeing but, there. Well, we're only keeping one, so I'm assuming it's just one straight across the board. So, so for me, it's Chubb or Michael board. Thomas. I think I'm going to go Michael Thomas in the fourth. Although Chubb in the 10th is great, and it's non-PPR, but... Yeah, that's a toss-up. Um, I like both of those players a lot. I have to think about that a bit. I, I don't think you could go wrong with either one of those, but I think one of those is the the way to go, no doubt. I almost feel safer with Michael Thomas, even though I have to pay more for it. But I like wide receivers, obviously. I yeah, think I'd lean toward the wide receiver here. one. Okay. Yeah, I'd lean toward the wide receiver one, and then Chubb, maybe just depending. But when you said non-PPR, it definitely makes him a little more attractive, right? Sure. It's Chubb hard not to, man. I mean, Michael That'll Thomas is people that way. arguably a, a top five in one quarterback league i mean we get mahomes out of there for the super flex you know and then after that it's just argue your top seven you know for me he'd probably come in at top seven ish yeah you know but that's not man everybody talks about how thomas when he loses breeze and all i can think about is how great michael thomas will be when they stop this because the saints are the screen passing capital of the world when they get out of that short passing offense which he's great as a as a um, possession receiver and he can do anything so it, it, you know he's able to, to pull that off there and do really well with the targets but I, I can't wait to see him with a quarterback that actually throws the ball down the field more when without so many screen passes and the running back not so involved I think he could be our um, wide receiver one overall contending with Odell Beckham Jr. depending on you know the action he gets in Cleveland I think those are the top two guys uh, for me as far as situation and ability 
Well, um, and whether it be a, a, a you know a veteran that comes in and traded to the team after Breeze is gone, or an incoming you know rookie with with big potential, where are you going to look to throw to the giant guy? If, if you're only going to have him run underneath routes, well, that's great. He's got a huge catch radius and can get open underneath. So that's yeah. check down city for you. And like you said, if you get a guy that's able to throw it, then go ahead and throw it downfield because he can jump and go get it. Yeah. Like, Although I might make an argument for Nuke still being one, but you'll see that in an article coming out on DFF here shortly. This keeper stuff oh. really puts your brain to the task of, um, you know, it's a win-win, win-win-win in some cases. I mean, there's there's really it's a no-lose <laughs> proposition. You just you're posed with like, which of these great players do I want more? It's tough. And appropriating um, the value to how you want to draft too. So yeah, what, what Madman actually just said was <laughs> talk to your talk to your league owners and see if you can get this to like straight dynasty. Like absolutely, um, I've kind of wore out on the redraft or the the um, keeper idea. Like I'd rather just be straight redraft and have like, and I don't want like, I don't one or two of those, anymore. but I'd rather just be straight dynasty or straight redraft. Like dynasty. Oh yes, most, definitely, most absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do a handful of redrafts that are charity-based or whatever, but outside of that, best ball in Dynasty, it's too much fun. All right, I'm going to keep moving. Um, This is a Dolphins question that I, I would love to get both of y'all's takes on. Uh, This guy is saying, since Adam Gase is out of uh, Miami, do you... I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase it differently. Then I don't like the way he asked it. Just to be honest, where do we where do we have Kenyon Drake? Do we do we see an increase in production from him with a new coaching staff and let him roll? Do you think he can blossom now? And it was and it was Gase holding holding that whole team down. I'm gonna go to Swags first. Um, nothing could make me like Drake anymore. So I, I'm kind Bellage of like over the guy Drake that, 2019. Yeah, give like me Balage like move. way later. Not way later. Not not in value here in how they will finish mm. fantasy this year. Right. Well, because you got to think Drake has at least the, the first chance of running a majority but of, of touches. But I, so I, I, okay. I want. Oh, I feel like it should go to fifty fifty, like pretty Maybe. soon at least. I, I feel like by the time you guys are like, wow, I Drake's the only running back left. I'm set because <laughs> I've drafted sure. all the running backs, and now you guys are like, oh, Drake. I don't, I don't care about drafting anymore. I'm but, talking about this year. Get out, get out of that for a second. Yeah, the, that's what I'm value. saying. Like, listen to me. I'm like, uh, Drake, and that's how <laughs> you guys are going to be when he's all that's left for you. Like, I'm just not into Drake. Like, maybe he gets some touches. I don't know, man. I, I want Bellage way cheaper, and I know you don't want to just talk about the draft, but I'm, I don't care who is in that offense. I don't think that Drake is the best running back there. I, I don't care about him. Like, Gore came in for a reason. It wasn't because they love Drake. Gore's on a mission to play on every single NFL team before he retires, so but, I feel like yeah, he's probably you, halfway there. You just can't there, talk me this Drake thing. He'll probably start. He's going to get the majority of the touches week one and two, and you're going to slowly see Bellage take over. So in your head, Drake finishes as RB thirty. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. No uh, laugh. Can I get? Can I? Can I get? All right, can I say better than thirty two? Can you take under? That's where you want to go. Thirty one. We'll split it. You're welcome. Deal. He'll he'll do better. He'll do worse than DJ. <laughs> then. <laughs> wow, you put Dave Johnson way out there. You're not gonna bet me that one. No. But. But uh, just throw in shade. Third mic, I'll take I'll take the Drake one now. Thirty thirty one and better. I want to see some Balage. I do, Madman. Madman, are you, you splitting? Where you at? I'm not a Kenyon Drake uh, believer. I I know he finished 14 in PPR last year. Um, what number was, was that? 14. 
Wow. Uh, basically yeah. right with Chris Carson um, and just ahead of Derrick Henry by a couple points and Nick Chubb by a few points. He was, you know, be- just behind David Johnson, Joe Mixon, Tariq Cohen. Kareem Hunt, remember, finished as a, ru- what? a running back one after missing, what, five games. He still did that. Philip Lindsay um, and Kenyon Drake were right there to uh, bring up the top of the running back twos. And I, I just look at that. You know, Drake had a, a good end to the season. Got a new staff coming in. Balage, you know, I like him, just like Swags was saying, quite a bit. I just don't, I'm not confident in Drake. And I'm pretty sure, no matter what the situation is in Miami with running backs, with all the backs in this class, that Miami's going to draft one. Um, somebody that they like, that they want to bring in. And so you have fur- maybe further competition, their own guys. I mean, this is just a, a narrative here. Uh, but there are just so many variables that work against Kenyon Drake and basically just flashing when he did last year at the end there or whatever, you know, taking off, having a pretty good stretch of games. I'm not as confident in his, in him as I am like a Tariq Cohen even. And they were not that far apart in points. It's because Cohen only needs like wide receiver targets per game. All the passing that the passing game he was such a huge part of last year. And I just talked about this last night, but you know what? He had 71 receptions. And then, you know, guy, guy like Drake had 53, which is a lot. He was involved in the passing game. So you think, oh, you know, Madman should like this guy, he likes you know, receiving backs. But I just don't, it, it, there's just too much uncertainty around him for me to have faith. And like Swag said, at the end of these things, when he's available and Swag's has stolen all the running backs early, I, I'm not comfortable with getting that. Um, you know, if he ends up being a starting running back, fine. People have, have had a great deal in getting him. They, they got him at a low cost, but I just can't buy into him being a, becoming a running back one given all the changes down there in Miami. Mr. What, J Drink, what do you think? What, hold on. What would <laughs> you guys <laughs> what would you guys uh do I wanna say pay? Let's no. Let's say what what do I have to give you to get Drake from your team rookie picks wise? In my off my team? Yeah. Oh man, you're asking the wrong person. Like he's no, the first rounder for me and I wouldn't take a first rounder for Tariq Cohen. Um, I, I would definitely keep Cohen over um, a first-round pick too. this year. But Drake, I'd probably take almost uh, – I'd probably take almost any first-round pick, but it depends on who's on the board at the end. But I, I would definitely take I'll give you a 203. I don't know that I'd do that. Can so I, I have, like, 203 and TJ Yeldon, who will probably take Drake's <laughs> job soon? No. Can I have Lamar Miller? I'd give Drake these and, straight and up. And I, I, just, I just think that I can get a little bit more – for yeah. Drake, like I'm, I'm stubborn enough to to know that value, even though I want to get out. So, so somebody like you comes to me to drink, who knows my weakness now, and and I'm gonna be fair that you know that weakness, and and I'm gonna go a little bit cheaper. But if you're, if all you're gonna offer me is a second, we got to be talking players, or I need something else added in, or I get you, um, something in the future. Like, okay, yeah, you got me. You know, I don't like Drake, but still, dude, you got to come up a little bit because I can go sell him to. The other eleven people in the league a little yeah. bit more than you, even if it's a little bit more than you. Like yeah. I don't like anybody enough in fantasy to to give you a deal or make your team stronger. Yeah, value is a value. I mean, if you have a player, you're not going to give him away because you don't like him. Uh, I'm the same way. Generally, I'm going to take the player with even a mild confidence level. I'm going to take the player over the pick. And you know, so in this case, I would ordinarily keep Kenyon Drake, and you keep your first round pick. But like I said, I'm just so out on a limb sort of with how I feel about him that I, and what I think is going to happen that I am fine taking maybe even a 112 for Drake. And that's not really what I'd normally do. And that's what I was going to say too, because, and you guys know how it is like for whatever reason, 
if you come to me with a 112 or a 201 and they're they're right next to each other we i might even draft whoever i wanted at 112 at 201 but that 112 just sounds so much better like, <laughs> you know what i mean as sad as it is like sure. i think i do a 112 but i don't know if i do a 202 and the thing is when you if you were there on the clock and your players available or somebody that you really want that you'd be Obviously yeah, more, you might do it then. More yeah. willing to trade the player sure. at that point. It's tough no, to say just point. random pick. But, but if you named a player, I can tell you right away. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll swap Kenyon Drake for him. So it depends on how that first round plays out. But yeah, he's a guy I'd, I'd trade away. Um, and then other guys I'm keeping, like Jordan Howard and certain players I'm, I'm hanging on to. It's just different. You know, it's for different reasons. You're like, oh, it's a running back. And you know, why are you doing that? It, well, it's situational. There's context involved in. It. All right, so I'm gonna flip this again. Um, I have Balage, and I let's just say I kind of believe what Madman thinks, and I think the Dolphins are gonna draft a running back to at least be competition there. Not sure that it's early, but again, just another body in there to jumble it all, all up. I want to get out of Balage. Can will you give me the two hundred three for Balage? Yeah, I, I will. You already, I'll give you a two hundred three for Balage. I'll do personally, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do. I'll give you the pick for for him. Yeah. I, I should have went to two hundred one. 112 doesn't feel right. You just said that. Yeah, that doesn't feel I can't right. Imagine, I can't imagine you do that the other way, not knowing what's going on there. But all right, I just I just wonder between those two there. I'm not going to give you a player. I'm going to make you choose the pick or the player. Jerks. So what about like, <laughs> where, what about Damian Williams or Balazs? Williams. Well, aren't people paying more for Williams? Drafting him higher? Absolutely. Trading yep. more for him? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah I, but you I, both I, could take a 112 for Damian Williams? I don't know about that. Uh, I, 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 I would took want a 111. I took a 111 and a 213. I'd want more for Williams okay. than Drake, I, I, which is, I think I'm just thinking capitalizing. Well, how much more do I have expect. to add to Balazs, though? Mm-hmm. Like, you want to get rid of Drake. I know that, Madman. And and, <laughs> and now, like, you can get Balazs, who I think you like more. You see a little bit more hope in him, but we just don't know. It's speculative. So... How much more? Like, what do you need? A second in there? Because you already said, like, you're you're giving up a 202. Like, you might take a first for him. So now I'm giving you Balazs, who's going to finish better than Williams this year. <laughs> and I'm giving you an extra piece. I like how you're selling that. That's great. That's that's his trade tactic for sure. So, no, I'm not that guy. I will <laughs> no, never be no, that guy. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, um, if anything, like, am too honest in trade talks. Like, there comes a point where if you ask me a question, like, well, how do you feel about Drake? And you're just like, ah, oh, you fucker. Like, <laughs> I hate him, okay? Like, <laughs> but. I got a deal for the Damian Williams enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Exactly. <laughs> so that's fun. You guys fall for listening to us. I'm trying to get that trade down on our same team, you jerks. No, that's not. It's <laughs> not a. It's a hypothetical trade. But how? Like, how much more are you going to add into that though to get Balazs? Because oh, now I, I'm like, okay, dude, if you don't want him, that's cool. Like, and and you're like walking away, like, okay, we just close the doors, and you're like, man, I do like the way Balaj looks on my team more than Damian Williams. Twenty twenty second. I mean. I mean, I talked to you about this last week, too, Drink. That's kind of why I haven't been talking to you about it this week as much. But, like, dude, I, I it might not take much for me. Like, Balazs and a low-end wide receiver with some upside, maybe, that could hit. Like, Willie Skate. Maybe, like, somebody <laughs> like Kiki Kute or um, somebody like that. Like, go up a little bit, you know, but... Um, if I had Kiki, I'd give it to you. Yeah, something like that, and I'm I'm confident I, that I'm getting a wide a, a running back that's going to be as good 
as Williams at some point this season and a wide receiver that I hope maybe hits, you know? Fair. I don't know. We spent too much time talking about crappy running backs. Well, you can edit that out. It's okay, man. These, no, actually, no. these are legitimate. No What's that? No chance. <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, it's all good. Uh, the thing is, you're, you're really asking tough questions. And, and these are questions Roger. that everybody who's drafting in startups right now or um, faced with uh, trading for or trading away rookie picks are, are faced with. The yeah. Damian Williams conundrum, the Miami new coaching and running back situation. Hell, even Derrick Henry in Tennessee, who I never really liked and then decided he's too much of a value for me to not not like anymore. Like, I have to like this guy and, and bought him low and talked about that last night, too. So, you know, I was on the uh, Trade Addicts pod and some of the stuff that you guys are talking about, that came up. And why? Because it's timely and everybody is going to be faced with similar things with these positions, these teams, these players. So this is really valid stuff. Yep. Well, we're in that we're in that window too, where we're we're what inside one month from the NFL draft, but yeah, people, three weeks from Thursday, dude. Yeah, yeah sneaking these uh, startups in and trying to get them finished before that happens. So you're yep. you're yep. getting a lot of that movement right now too, for sure. Or people just itching to trade because that's fun to do. And these are the things I want to listen to because I want to know what other people are doing. I don't necessarily have right. the right answers. I I'm approaching it a certain way, but I'm doing that with a lot of uncertainty. The picture's not complete, and it's not for anyone. But I just, I'm just going on um, things I've learned in the past, situations that were similar. You know, just there's just too many moving parts, and and people want you to commit to an answer, and it's tough because you don't necessarily have an answer yet. Yeah. So, Madman, last week, um, two drink and I talked about Damian Williams a little too much too, so we'll have to move on. But I uh, made the point in the <laughs> league that I own Damian Williams in. Like, I feel like I've depreciated his value even more so than. <laughs> what people are worried about the draft even have yeah, because yeah. of my eagerness you. to go around the league and try to get rid of him and continually putting him on the block that I've, I've led on that Damian Williams is somebody that probably won't be on my roster week one. So I feel like I've done that bad, bad thing and I hurt his value even more within the league. Yeah, you probably league, did. Right? You know, you brought up a great point. Sorry, Q3, did I cut you off? Go ahead. You're good, dude. No, hit it. I was just thinking, I'm, this, I'm feeling the same way with Philip Lindsay. Um, well, not for the same reasons, but I own him in a couple places. In one league, it's because I did the two drink and uh, madman approach, apparently, and waited, waited, <laughs> waited on running backs. And I have like all these guys that are, you know, not, not ideal. You know, I yeah, do have Philip It was Lindsay, a value, have, but now you're like, yeah, uh. Yeah. I have Tariq Cohen, who I'm going to keep. I have Philip Lindsay. And then I saw an Outhouse did the same thing. And I'm like, man, oh my God, I thought my running backs were bad. His are terrible. In the trade attic six is what I'm talking about. Two mm-hmm. drinks. Uh, you know, we waited on these, on these bats. I want to trade Lindsay, but in, and I put him on the trading block. And then after a couple guys reached out to me, I'm thinking, you know what? That was probably the wrong move. I shouldn't put him on the block. I should just start sending offers, sort of blind, blind offers or not, not quite cold, I guess, but to everybody in the league to, for something that I would accept instead of doing it that way, because right. then I've just put him out there and made You're it known that oh, he yeah. wants to get rid of Lindsay. And, and I just depreciated his value, like you say. Yeah. And we so, do it all the time. For sure. No doubt. Uh, you can always maybe send something my way. Yeah, I will. Sure. <laughs> Got it. I, I actually was looking at it last night. And I'm like, I need to send some trades out because I need to change my running back makeup. And, um, you know, I have zero picks. I I literally have no 2019 rookie draft picks. And I, I have maybe a third and a fourth in 2020. I went all in, like, for now. <laughs> I ended up with no running back, so that didn't actually make sense. Yeah, I got quite a few of your picks and moved your picks <laughs> and got got your picks back and moved them again to somebody else. <laughs> <Right>. So, 
So maybe next time you won't take Ebron for instead of uh, Mark Ingram and Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah. I have three. I have a really good set of tight ends. I could move a tight end. I could move Philip Lindsay. I could maybe move a quarterback even and, and, and get some picks in return and maybe some you know something else at running back that's more certain. We'll see. If I had some picks, I could backfill the running backs. Yeah, I mean this class is deep. People are all down on it. Well, many people are. But there are so many running backs and that can be drafted and put to good use that. I don't know who they are yet, but there are definitely going to be some good running backs coming out of this class that we're going to want in fantasy. Too early to tell. To to push off of that for a second, when do you guys like to do rookie drafts? Do you want to do it immediately after the NFL draft? Do you, do you find some some reward in, in waiting until we know more about it, like in OTAs or even into the preseason? Do you have a mix of both? Um, what, ASAP. Because we need it's to draft. Fun. Wait, ask that fun. again. When do we want Did you say when do we want yeah, when do, you, when do you prefer to have the rookie draft? Do you want it right after your NFL draft and you immediately know landing spots, or do you? I think that's I think that's the most fun, and we we talked about this at DFF a little bit. Um, I think it was last year, maybe it was the year before, even where we I think it was early last year. When would be the ideal time? And everyone involved said right after the NFL draft. Um, you know when because landing spot is so important. But my so that's the most fun. My favorite time to do it though is right before the NFL draft or, you know, early before any of these narratives come out because all the research that I've done, all the things that I feel like maybe I have a slight edge with my, you know, take, you know, my, my backlog of information gives me a little bit of an advantage. Um, I can get guys that I think are going to pan out, but you know, you run the risk of drafting players that are never drafted in the NFL and become free agents. You know, you just, you don't have an ideal picture, but I feel like after the NFL draft, if you wait too long, all these stories come out and you start seeing what players and then instead of getting George Kittle in the fourth round or, or whatever, right. like late fourth round, people are drafting him in the second because they're like, oh, San Francisco, tight end, he's doing really well. No one, you know, you wait, you run the risk. So somewhere in the middle, like right after the NFL draft is probably ideal because you, the landing spot gives you a really better picture of, you know, the stock that NFL teams put in for that draft capital. Um, teams that needed a running back or a tight end or a wide receiver, what's going to happen? So that's probably the best time. Yeah, I that's, like it. That's fair, and that's generally when most of mine are. I just, I wonder, and I want to say maybe it was the Dynasty Dummies from the last offseason, or I think that's where I've, I've heard it is where uh, they have a picture of the league that does like first and second round immediately after the NFL draft. Yeah. Yep. And then the yep. third and fourth round are until preseason or at least after, you know, after mini camps and OTAs and stuff like that where things are more known. I really and like I, that. Yeah. No, I, I like the really idea good. of that because A, it brings more trading of picks. Uh, the third and fourth round picks become, I don't want to say, um, you know, immensely more valuable, but definitely going to take up because you, you understand what happens and things change where a lot of those third round guys might, might be a lot better than, you know, half of those second now just because you know what's going on. So. I think if nothing else, it just like increases that, trades. It increases right. activity in the league. And like you said, it does make third and fourth round picks valuable. I usually trade those away. No, no, you know, not no questions asked, but I, I trade those away and I just want first and seconds. But in that scenario, I would definitely trade for those picks, want to keep those picks because so much happens. If you have a high third and you're one of the first few players to draft, uh, owners to draft sure, players, there might be those couple guys you're, out you're, there you have a, eyeballing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or an injury happens, and all of a sudden, this rookie now, who had two people in front of him, has one who's a you know a, a pounder, and he's the the third down back. So you see a clear role where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and spend a third, you know, a three hundred five that before you were just taking a complete lottery ticket. And the play, player like you, <laughs> an owner like that, is gonna maybe move a, a higher 
commodity, a more valuable commodity to you right. to get your third round pick that you ordinarily would just never have even had a chance. It, to exactly. me, it just sounds like um, something that somebody would do that's not in a lot of leagues that wants to stretch the fun out. And I, I get it. To me, it's like that, um, it's not really. I don't even care. Like it. I, I guess it sounds kind of fun to push those rounds back a little bit. Like it, I, I guess I don't even care either way. I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, that's fun. But if I'm in the draft, I'm kind of like, let's get it done, guys. Let's just get it done. And like yeah. the rookie draft season's over. You get in a couple startups, maybe those charity leagues start. Like um, I don't know how excited I am about the third draft, round. Man rookie picks when i'm doing startups in those charity leagues like i'm just done that's um it's a seasonal thing to me and it's out mm-hmm. of season by preseason. i'd rather have it all said and done you know i'm getting in that one startup that somebody's like hey i said we're not doing any more leagues but i got this amazing one and i'm like ah <laughs> yeah that, that, that always happens always happens man and and then you know leave the ones you don't like i i started I kind of changed my philosophy about that. Like, I signed up for this league. I committed to this, you know, and we talked about this on the HQ a while back with Katie Flower because we'd been involved in situations where league, leagues, a league folded and or it's heavy fun. leagues where people, you know, decide they don't want to be in it anymore and it creates a problem because Debbie leagues are a lot more high maintenance to manage as a commissioner and all that. But we were just, we, we hit on that topic. And the thing is, I just, if you leave your team in a good situation, you know, you haven't screwed over other owners, you paid a year ahead maybe for trading your picks away or, you know, and, and the, the, the one future year ahead. If you've left your team in an okay spot and you just don't want to be in the league anymore, cool. You just don't want to have a situation where people are leaving. Owners are leaving when their team is trash. Yeah, that sucks. Rated of every asset. Because what do you do? You need more teams so you can do a dispersal. You have to get, it's just a chore for the rest of the league. You know, you have to think about the league sanctity and, um, you know, I don't, I'm leaving leagues that I'm not having fun in or I don't like, even with good teams. Maybe they don't uh, seem as one case of, the leagues. In yeah. Them. The ones you like the most and then join one that you think is going to be more fun. As long as you haven't screwed over, screwed over the league, who cares? I mean, you just, life is short. Fuck it. I mean, I left the championship it. team behind this year. And it, yeah, like just cause it was just like, yeah, yeah, it just wasn't fun. You know, it was easy street and, and not, you know what it, I mean? In that particular league, like, so yeah. Pager dues, there's always opportunities for other leagues, and I'm glad I cleansed myself. But you know, the thing is, I I cut like six leagues or whatever, and 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 I got eight new ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's still a net gain. No back, real problem. Yeah. Yeah. Solid cut back. I try to give a two year right. commitment. You know, because that way, if like, well, even if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not enjoying it. Kind of like Madman said, because if I'm not enjoying it, that Fair. third year, the team's probably going to get even shittier. If I'm really already not enjoying it, so. If if I'm in a league though where it's totally like stagnant, not very active, like every time you send a trade, nobody rejects it. They don't respond to your DMs. Like that's not fun to me. It's not my fault. I'm not the problem. I'm the one like trying to make stuff happen. I'm not gonna do that for three years. I'm done after two. Sorry, I, I don't even care. I'm not gonna try to mess my team up. I'm gonna try to leave it in good standings, like Madman said, but. If it's not happening after two years, the third year, it's that league is not going to be revived because I stay. Dude, that's a great point. You have to ask for the, I think the best leagues are the ones that make you pay the, the two years in advance. And if you trade futures away, maybe add on to that. The reason I say that is you're making a two-year commitment. You're principled. I would do the same thing. But there are people out there that go into this like redraft. I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to win year one. I'm going to win the money. And then I'm out. And they trade away everything. And they, they make every move to win now. I mean, I do that. Yeah. I, I, I did that in Trade Addict 6 to try to be really strong at a few positions. 
and not have any picks this year. I, I, I didn't punt on my team. I punted on the rookie draft. I punted on this year's class of players and a few of next year's class to have a bit of a stronger baseline. And I figure I can get those picks back. But I'm in it, you know, to win it. But I'm also in it for a couple of years. The you long do have run. Like, you wanna, just I go, go into it like assuming that this is going to be a, a longevity. You know, we're at starting a dynasty. But if yeah. it doesn't shape out that way, it, it's probably not going to be on like me. I probably tried hard to make our relationship in this league work. And yeah, you're a good, you're a good owner. You know what I mean. So I'm not like I say two years, but I, I do want to clear up that I'm not going into it like that asshole that's planning on getting out in two years but if i don't like the league after one i will stick it out another one year if nothing changes or anything i'm probably like huh this two-year commitment thing might change to one soon we've all been there man i mean yeah so it happens some leagues suck man yes (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh let me get back to let's one more question here maybe two um how about (laughs) rookie rookie tight ends this year, I'm going to flip it completely from what we've been talking about. Let's flip the script for a second. Good. Rookie tight ends. Are there, are there any guys? I'm going to go ahead and take the easy ones out of the way. And the two guys from Iowa, Fant and Hawkinson. And, and I guess most people's three is Irv Smith out of Alabama. Um, you guys could decide whether that's true or not. And are there any other names out there just to keep an eye on maybe from where landing spot happens or anything like that? I'm going to go Madman first and push it. Push it, Madman. Uh, I was on mute. Damn. Yep. That was your Come best off. thing ever, bro. <laughs> nice segue. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> um, there, there are other tight ends that, that I like. I think, I mean, those are the big three that people are really talking about right now. Um, you know, with your finger on the pulse, what are, what are people looking at doing? I like Irv Smith probably more than, um, than I, than I like Hawkinson. Um, as, as far as an, an all around tight end, I think Hawkinson's great in the right situation. He'll be there. I still would prefer Noah Fant to him, but I think, you know, there's Jay Sternberger, right? Texas A&M. Um, you know, I'm okay with him. There's, um, you know, a few other players get out of UCLA, Wilson. Um, I, I really think that Moreau from LSU, who fell in popularity or whatever, lost some steam last year. And he's, you know what, I think he's only like 20 or 21 years old. He's still young. He's a, he's a super great kid, you know, team leader, you know, top, you know, senior player on a team, six, four, whatever, 250 plus pounds can block and catch. I think his ceiling is really, really high as far as being a pro tight end. And, you know, we look at guys like Noah Fant and, you know, David Njoku and all these guys who come out that maybe weren't inline blockers. They were, but they were awesome at the position. And you have Hawkinson, who's an, really good blocker and should develop into a nice pro tight end. You see him, hey, maybe this guy ends up in New England and you'd you'd want him there because, you know, like Gronk, block, you know, knock someone on the back on their ass and then get it open for a for a for a catch. Not every not every tight end can do that. Having the mobility and the blocking. I think Hawkinson's ceiling is very high. I also think Foster Moreau's ceiling's uh, up there as well. And that so I like Irv Smith as a value play and then Moreau. And Fant's going to go too high for me to probably get my hands on, and Hawkinson may too. Who knows if Irv Smith jumps him? But um, Moreau, I think, is the guy that you can get, late, you know, later in your draft and later rounds, and, and depending on where he ends up, it's going to be a uh, a good NFL tight end. Some of these guys Let's come out and they're blockers. I don't draft rookie tight ends generally anymore because I've been burned sure. so many times. I wait a couple of years, they take a long time to develop, but then they have a career arc that's like what ten years long or something. Yeah, lately their value has been sticking. So like, yeah, Moreau's my guy. It's hard to get even some of the the mm-hmm. guys from last year on the cheap 
just from like Gaseki you still can't get cheap enough for me. They they maintain their value because now everybody's kind of like. Oh, really? So in a startup, he's, how high did he? Well, I don't. I'm talking how more. How is he going? I'm I don't talking more like trade value. Him, trade value. Oh, okay. They're asking too much for him. Yeah, for me, yeah. He's probably still the third tight end. <laughs> no. Oh man, Swags. Any other? Any other tight end? <laughs> oh, I hope not, dude. I'm just saying. No, just... no. In, in for the rookies uh, or is for... there is there a landing? Yeah. No, rookies. no, yeah. To answer the question that was asked. <laughs> I thought you were going to Gaseki. So right All right, so no, you went to the Gaseki. <laughs> you did what you want I'm for just a minute. I'm they, bring main, it back. they maintain value. Like I can go buy an underachieving wide receiver cheaper than I can buy an underachieving tight end right now for whatever reason. Hayden Hurst or Mike Gaseki? Gaseki, easy. I man. Yeah, I'm not a big Hurst fan. I'm going Gaseki too. All right, Mark Andrews or Mike Gaseki? Andrews. Um, that's just tough, barely. man. Like, barely, um, yeah, that is a tough one. I, I hate that the Ravens are just going to continue to add tight ends to their team no matter what. So I think for that reason, there I'll go Gasecki. But man, hey, I, man, I, I mean, love you have what Lamar Mark Miller Andrews at quarterback. did last year. <laughs> Lamar Miller at quarterback. They're like, hey, man, when you have a, a really <laughs> green quarterback, a rough quarterback, or a, a frankly, a not very good passer. You know, go with a lot of tight ends because, you know, they favor, those young quarterbacks favor the tight end. I'm kidding. I don't know what they're thinking there. Yeah. But you're right. I like Andrews better than Gasecki, but I think the sky's the limit for Gasecki in that new offense down there. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong with my slight favoritism for Andrews there. Yeah. That's what I keep thinking too. Like, what if Hurst develops a little bit? They, right. I mean, I don't like the guy, but maybe they do. Seems like it. <laughs> Were they drafted? Right. Were they smoking crack? I don't get it. Yep, and we can play the Two. age thing all the time and say Hayden Hurst is what twenty six now, probably. He's twenty seven, maybe. Yeah. So he's he's definitely older, but I don't care how old somebody is once they develop into the league and are putting up points on my team. Like he's still a lot younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, a dream uh, tight end landing spot that seems to be New England. Let's say that's Irv Smith. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, I can't tell you where the where the two Iowa kids go, but does that landing spot does that get him at least into the the question of of the first tight end off the board? Do you think you will see that, or are you? I'll tell you what you, I think that the whoever the Patriots draft at tight end, as long as it's not the seventh round or something like that when they do it, if they were to take Noah Fant like Fant Hawkinson or Irv Smith Jr., one of the top three. If they draft him at a, you know, a reasonable spot, all those guys kind of fall in, you know, round after round or something like that in the middle. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, it's not the spirit. I, whoever goes to New England is, is the top guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just look at Aaron Hernandez before he was England, killing it or when he was killing it. <laughs> he was killing it before he was killing it. <laughs> Might have been killing it at the yeah. same time that he was, guy was killing amazing. it. And he came in so quick, you know, it was Aaron Hernandez and Gronk and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. And I had a lot of Aaron Hernandez shares, a lot. Um, he was, you know, I, I he did so well. He was almost like the H back, like in the slot. And the way they used him was was really good. You know, and Gronk is better at blocking, so they had him in line a lot. And it seemed like Hernandez was poised to be what Gronk became. Right. It was shaping up to be like that. And then so, was, so is that one of your bigger losses in Dynasty across yes. the board? Because you had so many yeah, shares. Oh, yeah. And- I, I did. I had a lot of shares. I didn't overpay for them. It was a you know a value play for me. But right. I traded. Yeah, I got burned by that big time. Yep. One of my right, better sorry. moves was parting with Martavis Bryant, and I remember one league I traded Bryant, the, you know, that 
wide receiver for like Quincy Anunua, a tight end, a pick, and I just got the guy, that, nice. the guy that I traded with um, shamed me on Twitter and everybody in the league, and I I was just sitting back like yeah whatever and he'd accept. Yeah, Martavis Bryant ended up doing, you know, okay the, the, for a while the next year, and then he, you know, dropped oh, off the paper, so. he shamed you because he thought he got a deal on Bryant. Yeah, he thought he got you. I thought it was after the trade. Yeah. Gotcha. I wish I could. I got to go back and look at the details because it's. I actually think that it was a wash, and I may have won because none was none was still playing, and potentially he's been helpful on bye weeks, and you know, for a stretch, you know, he, you can plug him in in your starting lineup. So I think I probably got the better end of it in the end. But it's like too early to tell, right? Right after a trade is made, because we're playing in dynasty leagues, and you got to give it a year or two and see what happens. But if you just look at total points scored over like a stretch of time, that probably would paint the picture of who won that trade pretty easily. But, um, yeah, I got burned on Hernandez. There are some others, and it's funny because until you guys bring up the players, I put it so far in the back of my mind. Yeah, I never think about it. I know it. what you mean. Yeah, you just have to move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, um, damn, I. No, I'm going to save those. I'll maybe ask you as part of the two-minute breakdown questions. Do we have any uh, anything else Swags, you want to jump to before before I incorporated some of your questions into mine for Madman? So I appreciate I worked so hard on those. Questions. You have to use them now. Uh, some. Somebody. Maybe. <sighs> like, at least four. And I changed one of mine because of yours. Like, that's why I can't use her because I already basically had the same thing. Aww. Hashtag prepared. Prepared. You are prepared for well, this. Well, when you kind of wake up and you're like, let's record. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Man, I couldn't do it. I'd be so grumpy right now in your position. Absolutely. That's why I just wanted a couple of things. Swags isn't grumpy? <laughs> <laughs> Not today, too much. We're just used to it by now. <laughs> That's you, you hear in your head. I love this show, man. This I'm is, getting hangry, dude. I'm getting pretty hangry. I'm getting hangry, too. This, this is one of my favorite shows to be part of, man. This Thanks, is buddy. Always Thanks, man. a lot of fun. Appreciate that. You guys are great. Regardless, we got to have some fun. I haven't ate, and I, I wasn't even hangry until you mentioned food, but now I, <laughs> I want some food. Well, this will be fun, so <laughs> for, for whatever reason, if this is your first time tuning in, Breakdown, appreciate it. About to do two-minute breakdown, I'm going to ask Madman 12 questions Swags and myself came up with. He has two minutes to answer them before the bomb goes off. And Madman, favorite food you ate on vacation? Seafood. It's an easy one. We're coming back to that. First word that comes to mind when I say family road trip. Long. Family truckster. That's what she said. Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb or Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Or your May- Mayfield and Chubb. Wrong. McKinnon. No. Lamar <laughs> totally Miller. right, man. Totally. I, I'm right on that. <laughs> I pick one. Jarek McKinnon, Lamar Miller, or Latavius Murray as your RB2. Lamar Miller. That's an easy one. Thank you. You're welcome. Half PPR and a quarter carry. Derek Henry finishes as RB what this year? It's your boyfriend. <laughs> Say that again, the this the points. Half PPR quarter, quarter carry. Derek Henry finishes RB what this year? RB one. Twelve. One twelve. Whoa, okay. Uh <laughs> best ball. <laughs> Naheem Hines or Deshaun Jackson? Kinda like what we were talking about earlier. Deshaun Jackson. Right, because we don't need running backs. Ben's <laughs> right, buddy. Ben's worthy show that you're either into right now or recently finished. Remember, yeah, I don't really, back. I don't really binge on any shows anymore, so I'll pass on that one for now. Who is your number one overall rookie pick for Superflex? You have the 101, and you have to pick it. Dwayne Haskins. Gross. Did you get any Florida beer? Uh, I did. We went to a few, a 
few breweries, and then I had a, a couple that I that we didn't go to the breweries at restaurants. Absolutely did, yeah. Superflex, Kareem Hunt or the 112? Kareem Hunt. Chris Carson or Rashad Penny this year? Chris Carson. Dynasty. Rashad Penny. Okay. Your number one dynasty asset for 2019. Oh, shit. Really? Like, overall? Everyone? Mahomes. In a one-quarterback league. I missed it, didn't I? I missed answering that one and the one I passed on. Uh, In a one-quarterback league. (laughs) I want to answer that one. One-quarterback league, my number one overall dynasty asset. Correct. Damn, dude. Saquon Barkley. And, and that's what I was going to say, but I thought too long and then I heard the explosion. So that's what, that was my, uh, <sighs> yeah. Alright. So I need, I need more than seafood, dude. I need, I need to, I need to know. Like, a locally, hammered, what'd you locally have? Locally caught fish. Hammered? Locally caught fish. That's typically what we do. And it's what'd funny you have? because on the, uh, golf coast, typically, you know, we have grouper, right? Yeah. Um, that's what you have. And then it was mahi, which is not my favorite, but it was fresh caught, right? So, we went with mahi, and um, yeah, I'm all about the fresh fish. Um, I, I like all of it, but that's my favorite of, I don't, of all. And I get it blackened most of the time, but I do like it grilled sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I typically steer away from fried. So that's Madman's fish eating style. Hell yeah. I don't, I don't understand how you come to St. Augustine and don't have flounder, but that's that's for next time. I, right? We did have flounder once. Yeah, I okay, do love flounder. It, I'm used to having flounder from uh, you know, like when I was in the Pacific Northwest, caught up there. Flounder and halibut caught up in the cold water. I want to. I want to go flounder gigging where you just walk around with a light and a and a giant stick and you get to stab them and they're, they're the size of doormats down here. It's pretty awesome, dude. We're doing that next time I come down huh, there. We're yeah, drinking beers together and we're catching and we're gonna go get flounder. Absolutely. Yeah, Swags is coming too. Yeah, you heard it here. I'm Florida beer. Ohio and I'm having Madman drive me. Deal. You're Florida beer. You're too drunk. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember we went to actual. We went to actual brewing, um, had had some of that. That, that was okay. Um, and then, um, actual? What was it? yeah, actual, um, or wait, uh, no, sorry, that, that's not right. Um, I was like, what, that's not a place. What did you say? Um, Intuition? No. Uh, oh my God. Uh, city. Ancient city. Ancient city and coastal had those. And, and okay. then we went to another, um, I'm not thinking it's, it's a brewery and the, the building's all red. Is it epic? I feel like you're just making shit up right now. No, no, no. Um, it, it's it's a local guy right there in uh, Old Saint Augustine, and uh, I'm so ashamed I don't know it right now. I, I should know these, but my wife Epic and I, you know, we're, theater, we're, we're, dude. Epic Brewing. We went to Epic Brewing, um, huh. Coastal, and um, Ancient, and but I but I did have others at some of the places that we dined at. Okay. And um, there was one pale ale in particular that I really liked, and I, I did write it down, but I don't have it committed to memory. You know, when you travel with my wife and kids, your memory is going to do that shit to you, too. Was it a green can? It was a highlight. That was so delicious. No, it wasn't highlight. I've had that before, though. That's out of, that's out of uh, Ybor, Tampa, Cigar City Brewing. Cool. Tell you. Actually, you know what? That is one that I had that I really liked a lot. I had it at a pizza joint by a gas station that has the best. That's a dope pizza, pizza place. Yeah, Dude, that pizza place, I was like, oh, my God, it's by a Carmelo. gas station. Yes, that pizza we got a sub there. We got, um, a margarita <laughs> pizza, and it was amazing. And yeah, I got that's where I had the Hialai um, beer. Yeah. It was really good too. So yeah, I had some, man. I, you know, I'm having beer when I'm down there. I have beer everywhere. Thanks for coming to Florida. If anyone come to Florida, hit me up. We should, we should do a new home league, and we draft at your house every year. Me and Swags come down, and you know. So I can drive to my I, house. And then I like the idea of it, of you guys coming to me. I'm not gonna lie, because we get at least got a better shot of it happening. 
the music sense. No, well, we're not having it in mistake. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty man no, style, yo. They you were... can handle it. But uh, why don't we, since it's turned into a... Uh, uh, visit Florida and get some beers. Uh, Madman, for some reason, if they listen, don't know where to find you. Let them know where to find your shit. Let's, uh, let's roll it. Yeah, at DFF underscore Madman is my Twitter handle. I work at Dynasty Football Factory. I'm a senior editor there. Dynasty Trades HQ is my podcast with my brothers, Shane Manila and Michael Sipes. And, uh, you know, find me out on Twitter, guys. Swag. I'm at DFF underscore Swag. At FL2 Drink Minimum, at FL Breakdown. Breakdown! I've been saying I was going to do this for these guys forever. It's alright! It's alright! Do it. But you didn't do it. Thanks, buddy. As always, I apologize. I apologize to all of our listeners that you just had to listen to those two sing. No, I truly apologize. You guys, (laughs) you guys will feel bad too. Oh no! It sounded amazing in my head. How did you guys sound to each other? I couldn't hear him. I'm pretty selfish. I only focus on myself. Because it's so glorious. That's so good. I'm like, ah. That's my way to the highway. Get the fuck out. I'll be the guitar player then. Swags, you got bass and drums. Nice. I'll do that. (laughs) I'll just tap my thumb really hard on the bass. He's going to be behind the curtain so we still can't. Yeah, that's you. The curtain. (laughs) Come get you some Damien Williams. Got one share. Giving it away. Kayla Milaj, come get me. Oh, we both found it. We're in trouble. I know.